Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Make sure you can survive a downturn because you will have to go through a downturn, period. It will happen. If you're a passive investor wanting to learn more about questions to ask sponsors in order to qualify the opportunities, in order to qualify the sponsor, in order to qualify the market that the property is in, then go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. My team and I created this site just for you so that there is a free resource available to you to learn about the questions to ask, the things to think through prior to investing in deals. So go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. It's a free resource for you that was made just for you. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff. What's this today? Dr. Adam Gower. How you doing, Adam? Very well, thank you. Nice to meet you. Thanks, Joe. Well, I'm glad to hear that, and it's a pleasure to meet you as well. A little bit about Adam. He's the founder of Gower Crowd. He's the author of Leaders of the Crowd, and he's got 30 years of real estate experience. He's located in Beverly Hills, California. So with that being said, you want to give the best of our listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. So ever so briefly, I do have over 30 years of real estate investment and finance experience both at institutional levels, but also on my own account. So I ran a division of Universal Studios during the 1990s, responsible for all of their development work in Asia Pacific. That was actually out of Tokyo. Then I came back to the States and developed my own portfolio. And in 2007, sold everything. (laughs) So I I managed to get out right before the door was shut. And with that, I was hired by a major bank and then also by one of the top private equity funds, Colony Capital, you may know, to assist them with portfolio divestments. So I actually saw every possible way that a real estate deal can go wrong during that time because mm-hmm. I was working on non-performing real estate collateralized loan portfolios. And once the economy picked up after that, all that good distress stuff went away. So I started doing some seed investments, Joe. And it was through that that I learned a new language. And it was the language of digital marketing. It was absolutely fascinating to me. And at around the same time, the laws changed. And the laws suddenly, overnight, this is what my leaders of the crowd is about, 
changed allowing real estate investors like your listeners to go out online and to raise money using digital marketing. Right? Prior to that, it was prohibited. So over the last five years, I am an old dog that has learned new tricks and have developed a state-of-the-art digital marketing system for finding passive investors who write checks to developers so they can go out and buy more deals. And my client base is developers who are raising money online. So that's it in a nutshell. Well, we'll focus our conversation on what you're currently doing, but I do want to backtrack a little bit and ask you about your statement of you saw every which way a deal could go wrong. Would love to learn about that. So what are some ways that you found most common? And then I want to talk to you about some more outlier scenarios that you came across. Sure. So there is one simple word that defines where people go wrong. <laughs> it's as simple as this, debt. Too much debt. Because people talk about the capital stack. Actually, this is something that I discuss in my next book. It's coming out at the end of the summer. The way that people talk about debt is they think of the capital stack and it's the language patterns that people use that give the wrong impression. When you talk about the capital stack, people say the bank gets paid first and the investors get paid next, right? There is an inherent assumption that you will get paid back. But the capital stack does not describe the order in which you get paid back as much as it describes the hierarchy of power in a deal. So the bank holds all the power in a deal because they can foreclose on you. It's as simple as that. They can wipe you out and anybody above them. So if there's a second position loan above them, it doesn't matter that they get paid second. What matters is that if your equity above you, they have power over you. They can foreclose on you and wipe you out, right? You can lose everything. So the biggest mistake that people make is in failing to underwrite the risks accurately enough and taking on too much debt so that when they get hit with a downturn, they're unable to service that debt and in kicks that capital stack power hierarchy and the bank comes knocking on the door and takes your building from you. They're not friendly partners when that happens because they're regulated. They have no option. So that's the long answer to a short answer. The short <laughs> answer being debt. Right. What is too much debt? Too much debt is that which you cannot handle or that which you cannot handle repaying on a consistent basis under a worst case scenario when you underwrite a deal. So when you underwrite a deal, you've got to look at three scenarios, right? So just between you, me, and the 27 million people listening now, Joe, we all know that there are three spreadsheets that every investor concocts. There's the one that they write for the bank, right? The one that they write for their investors and the one that they keep for themselves that they think is the most likely scenario. So the best way to underwrite a deal is to basically take those three scenarios, but be open about them, especially with investors and create a best 
case, worst case, and most likely case scenario. And be honest about it. Look at your worst case scenario. And the best way to do that is to look at how deep the market fell in your location during the last recession, specifically the global financial crisis of 2008. All right. And you can find that data. How far did vacancy rates go up? How far did rents go down? And underwrite to those numbers on your projections and only take on as much debt as you can handle under those circumstances. That includes terminal values as well, Joe. So you've got to also look at cap rates. And if you are assuming that cap rates are going to continue to compress, you're probably making a mistake, especially now, this stage of the cycle. You want to be looking forward and being pragmatic about where you think cap rates can be and probably increasing your exit cap rate assumptions and then underwriting to that as well as worst case and being able to cover your debt under both of those circumstances. How would you suggest coming up with that terminal cap rate or the exit cap projection whenever you're doing underwriting? So again, look at historical cap rates. I mean, this data is readily available. I hope you don't mind me mentioning my podcast. Of course, yeah, mention it. Yeah. Uh, so I also have a podcast, Real Estate Crowdfunding Show, Syndication in the Digital Age. And I interviewed Spencer Levy, who wrote the CBRE cat rate report. It's their most popular report. absolutely fascinating. They have incredible amounts of data. So sources like that, you can go to and have a look and see where did cat rates go during the 2008-2009 recession and assume that you're going to get back to those rates at the end of the cycle. That's one way to look at it. Look at historical patterns. They will repeat. Let's talk about what you're doing now. And thank you for the analysis approach for looking at historically. Because when you said worst case scenario, I'm thinking, well, the worst case is there's a nuclear bomb that, <laughs> that hits your area. But then, yeah. but then it, you don't have anything a, it, to worry about. Exactly. Well, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, you took a more pragmatic approach for yeah, worst look, case, I mean, and that's when we had 2008, 2009, or yeah. whatever time frame the recession hit your area. Look, Joe, worst case scenario is systemic collapse and military on the streets locking everyone. When that happens, or if the dollar collapses, then there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> right yep. lawyers guns and money is what you need golden guns basically is the only thing <laughs> to uh, secure you in that scenario anyway. well let's talk about what you're doing now so yeah. you mentioned what gower crowd does but elaborate a little bit more on a case study that you have sure. just to give us a sense of what's taking place thank you so much for asking it's really nice of you to ask such a question so what i do is i build digital marketing systems for real estate developers who want to raise money online, right? To go out and raise equity capital. Well, actually, it's for anybody. You don't have to want to raise it online. You can want to raise it at the country club or from friends and family, right? In your immediate network. But the law now says you can do it online. So you might as well do that because it's very, very powerful. And again, just let me know I'm not going to pitch too hard, Joe, but let me know if I can, because I've actually put together a free workshop that you can take a look at. And you see this whole thing in great detail. 
Yeah, uh, at the end of our conversation, I'll ask how can listeners get hold of you. So okay. feel free Thank to you. mention that. That's very then. nice of you. Thanks so much. So we have been tracking for the last five years or so, which is as long as it's been allowed in the United States, we've been tracking best practices in the industry. And remember, this is absolutely brand new for the real estate industry that you're able to do this. And so everybody's kind of feeling their way forwards. Digital content marketing, right? Exactly what you're doing, Joe, right? This podcast is exactly that has been around for a long time and it has disrupted just every industry in the world except real estate until now. So we've been adapting best of class practices and applying it exclusively to commercial real estate so developers can raise more money online. We've built and developed a system for doing that that is largely content driven. So for example, on my podcast, I will create out of a single podcast, one or two thought leadership pieces, half a dozen videos, and half a dozen what I call notable quotables. So in an hour, I'll get 15 to 20 pieces of content that we will then rotate online. We do this for our clients as well. So we get into your DNA, find out who you are just in the same way as you're talking to me in 20 minutes, right, Joe? But We'll spend an hour a week with a client recording conversations and really understanding how they see the world and how they see commercial real estate investing. Then we create content from that. And with that, we fuel a machine. I'm going to give you a case study that your listeners can actually go and take a look at, if you like, in a minute. But think of it this way. It used to be that it was mandatory to have a business card. How old school is that? That's number one. Then it became mandatory to have a website. You've got to have a website, right? Some kind of landing page that people can go. But nothing's really changed since the website. The website, to pick a, a metaphor, is like the body of a car in your driveway. It looks gorgeous, but it doesn't go anywhere without an engine. It's got to have an engine. And that engine is in the digital marketing world, sophisticated communications like auto-responding emails, auto-posting to social media. It's tracking visitor behavior on the website, et cetera, et cetera. That's your engine. That's what powers the investor journey to getting to know, like, and trust you enough that they send you money. But there's one vital part of that machine, your body and your engine that you also need, and that is content. Content is the fuel that powers that vehicle, that investor acquisition system, that's what we call it, that vehicle to raising money. You have to have content. So the biggest problem I've had, Joe, it sounds wacky since I've been doing this, but I'm frequently asked people calling and say, can you give me references? So when I first started doing this, I would ask my clients, can I please give this guy your name as a reference? And the reaction I got was not one that I had expected. I was afraid they would actually cut me off, even though I was doing an amazing job, because they didn't want to give a reference, because they didn't want to think that I was actually building these systems for anybody else. They wanted to think that they had exclusive rights to it, right. from a, this yep. competitive edge. But there is one client, very kindly has let me point to his business. So if you go to Feldman Equity, but we'll even give a link to the podcast on his website. I'll give you a backlink as well, Joe, if you like over there, as well as on my site, feldmanequities.com. They're out of Tampa. 
basically 100% of everything you see on that website, the website design itself and layouts and structures entirely Gower Crowd, and the entirety of the education and video pages. You can also go and have a look at YouTube and then check out LinkedIn and Twitter and everything and just see how this machine works. You can see it in action. And then if you also want to go to, again, my website on the podcast page, I actually interviewed Larry Feldman. They are just to contextualize. They actually own 4 million square feet of downtown office buildings, right? Third generation family office out of Tampa, Florida. They built Chicago airport, right? Basically huge family in the 1960s. And the interview that I did with him on that podcast page, there's a before and after look of his website where I describe basically the moving parts and everything that we do. So that's the answer to that. A bit so, longer than just the debt answer. Yeah, it's interesting because it's not what I thought your focus was. So I'm glad that you explained it. I thought that you were a crowdfunding platform, but really, and I hope I'm not trivializing this, but mm. really you're a marketing company that focuses on building out content and doing best practices on behalf of your clients who are in the real estate investing space who are focused on bringing on investors. Is that accurate? <laughs> I love that you say, you hope you're not trivializing it. i tell you something. There's an expression I learned on my Peloton the other day. It's one of the expressions I like, I tell everybody, perfection is the enemy of the good. And what I've come to realize actually is that progress, not perfection, is a better catchphrase. You've got to constantly move forwards. Uh, it's really important to do that. And so it's funny that you use the term trivializing the idea that what I am is a digital marketing agency. The reason that it amuses me is because it's taken me a while to accept that, yes, that is actually exactly what we do. We are a digital marketing agency, but the techniques that are used by the best of the best crowdfunding platforms like CrowdStreet, RealCrowd, Fundrise, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the techniques that we have been tracking for the last five years, implementing on our own stuff, Gower Crowds. We test everything on my website first and rolling out to clients. So those platforms had to learn how to do this the hard way. No one had ever done it before in real estate. So what you get working with us is you get that five years of learning curve on day one. So you, if you start with the absolute best. So got it. So let's talk about some tactical things that sure. some listeners can implement after listening to this conversation. So you mentioned autoresponders on emails. If someone wants to implement an autoresponder within their marketing process, which one do you use and what tips do you have for that? <laughs> so the first tip I would give you is that none of them are perfect. There's a bunch of them that you can use. None of them are perfect. That's the first tip. So don't expect not to have challenges with any of them. I am ancient, Joe. So I told you that I started this business in the early 1980s. Unbelievable, really. And I've found those platforms that I personally find the easiest to use. And the one that we use for autoresponding is ConvertKit. It is not 
without its problems. None of them are, though. Like I say, I've tested all of them. But that's the one that we like and we use. And we've actually developed some integrations that allow us to track user behavior in a far more advanced way than they can provide their customers, right? So we built some systems on top of that. But as a starting point, that's really easy to use. The key to an auto-responding email system is you've got to feed it. It's just a small part of an investor acquisition system. So you've got to think of it as being part of a sequence of events that have to happen to draw investors into your orbit and educate them. And the first place that starts is on social media with posting, then directs people that you don't know to your website. And on your website, you have to have a lead generation form or two that says to get our white paper, to get a case study or to learn more or to get access to our deals or join our wait list. Give me your name and email address. Then that's when convert auto-responding email systems kick in. But again, you've got to have content to fuel that system. You'll have something to put on social media. And then you've got to have something to send out in those emails when you send them out. And that's all content-based. Based on your experience as a real estate investor and now someone who works with real estate investors directly, on their marketing approach and execution. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? I have to go back to your first question. And that is, don't overextend on debt. It will kill you, period. That Mm -hmm. is the best advice. If there was just one thing you wanted, that's it. Do not over lever. Make sure you can survive a downturn because you will have to go through a downturn period. It will happen. The only guarantee in real estate is that prices will go down. Whether you've seen it in your lifetime or not, it will happen. So don't over lever. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Fire away. All right, let's do it. First quick word from our best ever partners. If you're a passive investor and want to learn more about Ashcroft Capital, the company I co-founded with my business partner, Frank, and in particular, want to learn more about our strategy and how we think about the opportunities that we purchase, go to ashcroftcapital.com and click the strategy button above, and you'll be able to read through our thought process we use when we're purchasing multifamily properties. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast, where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at thereifoundation.libson.com. All right, what's the best ever tool that you use in your business or for your clients that we haven't talked about that you think they should start using? Authenticity. Create content that is truly you. Don't try to be somebody else. Just be you. You said lightning round, so have I got like 60 seconds to answer this? Yeah, sure. I have clients come in the door wanting to portray themselves as a major private equity fund, for example, right? They're not. I know private equity. I've been inside private equity, and I've done a huge amount of business in the private equity world. The problem is that if you create a persona online, 
When it comes to actually meeting your prospect to raise money from them, which you have to do, by the way, no one's going to write you a $100,000 check without at least one phone call, right? They're going to have to meet you at some point. If there is a disconnect between the persona that you put out online and the reality of who you are, you will lose that prospect. You won't raise a penny. So be confident in who you are. You are an expert. Don't ever doubt that. Best ever way you'd like to give back to the community? Two things. It's the second time I've been asked this recently, actually, on a podcast. And I got the answer wrong the first time, so I'm going to get it right this time. This is what I said last time, and I forgot the important bit. Number one, I produce massive amounts of high-value free content. I really do put a lot out that is very, very valuable and useful. And I love, love doing that, actually. And then the second thing on a slightly more pragmatic level, I actually donate exactly, well, I actually donate more. Depends on the year, but uh, cash 10% at least of my income to charity. I write checks, a lot of checks. Don't call me for one though. (laughs) (laughs) How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing and get in touch with you or learn more about your business? Sure thing. Thanks, Joe. So the the one thing that I would recommend you do is go to gowercrowd.com forward slash waterfall. Naturally, I gave it a wacky, completely unrelated landing page, but go to forward slash waterfall and watch my whiteboard workshop where I walk you through the entire system. It's one of those value add things. The entire system that I build for private clients in detail. I stand at a whiteboard and walk you through that. That's gowercrowd.com forward slash waterfall. And you'll get on my mail list if you sign up for that workshop. And then you'll get an email from me sooner or later. You can just go ahead and reply to if you've got any questions. Well, thank you so much for being on the show talking about how to think about debt. And it's not a matter of if, but when prices go down and how you provided your thought process for the amount of debt that is the right amount. And what you mentioned is look at the three scenarios that you might have already, one with the bank, one with investors, one where you keep for yourselves, then take a look at what is the worst case scenario based off of where the vacancy rates were, where the rents were, cap rates during 2008, 2009, 2010, whenever the recession hit your area. And then underwrite to those and then take on the debt accordingly. So not everyone will have the three scenarios where, you know, they've got bank investors and keep one for themselves. I know we don't have that, but the thought process for how to think about debt certainly uh, resonates. And then on what you're doing now, as you said, you're a digital marketer focused on working with real estate companies that work with private investors and, and building out the content and and making sure that you have the fuel and the engine that are running the car working properly to use your analogy. Thanks for giving your tips on that and your thought process for that as well as you know getting into the weeds with some tactical stuff like autoresponders. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day. Enjoyed our conversation and we'll talk to you again soon. Joe, thanks so much.